All right, folks, today we have with us on the Corporate Quitters podcast, Melina Iacovelli. Melina is an art therapist, and she's going to tell us exactly what that is. Melina, how are you? Hi. Hi, all. Uh, thanks, Robert, for inviting me to this podcast. Um, I was waiting to, to have this uh, live with you to explain more about what I do and to share with you my experience. So um, art therapy is an expressive therapy that uses the creative process of making art uh, to improve person's uh, emotional, physical and mental well-being. What does it mean? It means that people, by creating something, for example, a drawing, uh, they can have the chance to um, uh, give a form to what they have inside. What they have inside is about feelings, emotions, uh, thoughts, also perceptions. So when you have something uh, outside yourself, then you start to see what's going on without you. And then you can start to have also uh, messages from your subconscious that it starts to talk to you. Of course, it depends how open you are to be receptive to these messages, but it's about start to have this dialogue within yourself. Ah, so what if you can't draw or paint? What if you don't have an artistic side? Perfect questions, because uh, this is one of the resistance that I encounter when I talk about art therapy. So art therapy is not about the performance or how beautiful um, your painting is. So it's, the, it's not about the performance. It's about uh, creating something. So you can, uh, as an adult, we don't develop, if we're not artists, you know, the uh, ability to draw. And that is okay, it's fine, because during the sessions, there's no judgment, there's not need of uh, perfection, but you draw, you can draw whatever you want. You can uh, tap into your, into your, into your intuitive, uh, creative flow, um, and then you can start to draw whatever you want, shapes, lines, uh, you can pick the colors that you want, and um, there's, there are no rules. So uh, as long as you are connected with yourself, um, you are doing a great job because you are letting yourself uh, be creative, letting yourself be free to express wherever uh, it comes from within you. And then it's perfect because if you are authentic, and this authenticity, is, uh, authenticity relies on this uh, true connection within yourself, then while you are creating, is is the truth is your truth so that is perfect wherever the shape uh, is wherever the form um whatever the colors wherever the lines so everything is perfect now if i if i am somewhat resistant or hesitant do i need to kind of uh get over it on my own before i come to you or is that something you help people with is to get over the barrier and the fear of kind of just letting go Yes, I so as an art therapist, I facilitate the creative process. So uh, first of all, I introduce the session, saying that, as I said before, there's no judgment, there's no um, perfection, and no one is gonna look at your drawing with uh, you know judgmental uh, view. But they are free to express themselves and use the colors that uh, they attract. Uh, them in the moment. Okay. So now art therapy, not everyone is doing that. Why art therapy? Like, how did you say, did you just wake up one day and say, you know what? Art is going to heal the world. How did this, this come about? Mm. Uh, you know, when uh, before uh, meeting the word uh, art therapy, so this was like around uh, 2016, I never heard about this word. And before approaching to art therapy, I started to um, tap into my creative uh, me uh, because I was uh, going through a tough moment in my life. And from that, everything started. So, for example, 
no, for example, there was my, this is my story. So in my job, I'm, I felt motivated. I felt unsatisfied. I felt that I couldn't express my true potential. Um, I felt also that I couldn't grow more. Uh, my dream was also to manage uh, teams and also to have an international career because my company was a multinational company. Um, I was given the opportunity to do some international projects, but at the end, you know, I didn't feel uh, completely satisfied, understood and seen. So I started to work on myself uh, outside work. So I started to get more creative. I started, I joined an association that was doing pottery. Then I started to, to paint. Then I started to do also to create furniture with palettes. Wow. I found that I really like to use my hands to create things, also to use tools, you know, like men, you know. Um, and then I, I really enjoyed this. And then I started also to do uh, activities that I didn't do before, like, for example, climbing indoor, excursions, trekking. I did also skydiving. That was amazing for me. And then uh, that moment was really, really creative in terms of creative experience, but also life experiences. Mm -hmm. And then this enriched me a lot and gave me also uh, another view about what life could be for me. And then I looked at my job and then, you know, I, I felt a bit of limited. And uh, from, from there, um, I started to look around. And then um, at a certain point, I, I found the word art therapy. And uh, being HR, because I was working in HR, I have 10 years experience in HR. Um, being HR and then finding the word art therapy, so combining art and also the therapy that is connected to people development, then it's like was some something you know that you know summarized uh, what was my future chapter because I could use the art and the creative process to explore the human potential. So, why yeah. do you think you felt? undervalued on the job what did that stem from uh, I think because um, there were no possibility actual positions uh, to grow uh, unless I, I needed to take my boss position you know um, and also because where I was, uh, was a small village of a big group as well, but there were not a lot of possibility to, to grow and, um, you know, to move, to move forward. And, um, yeah, I felt a bit limited. Also, the seniority of the company was a bit limiting because uh, there were, there was very, it was very high. And uh, they wanted to keep everything out, uh, as it was, you know. So um, problems of change, problems of adapting to the new situations. Um, also, in that moment, in the structure, there were a lot of uh, organizational changes and new managing directors um, came over, you know, in our plant. Um, so everything was limited. Actually, my team, uh, the HR team, needed to be reducted instead of, uh, you know, uh, empowered with new people or, or new roles. But even though this was limiting for me, um, I had the chance also to explore more about my position. So I tried to diversify my tasks. And uh, the uh, managing director also allowed me to uh, manage a project using art therapy techniques. And it was there that I had the alignment also to, to use art therapy within corporates. Uh, in the project, uh, um, I needed to make my colleagues uh, experience the company values. And... Um, 
you know that company values uh, in companies are like sentences on a poster that is on the wall, you know? Yeah, and nobody reads them. <laughs> nobody reads. Uh, unless you have a manager or leaders that really embraced those uh, values, uh, really uh, in, yeah, embrace them and then also um, uh, is, le is led by them. But actually, uh, it doesn't happen. And uh, because values are related to behaviors, and if you if you behave according to the, those values, then you know also your team uh, can you know see you as a leader and see also your example. Uh, so the idea, because I was part of uh, an international project uh, dedicated to uh, spreading the uh, the company values, I had the idea to. Uh, explore a new approach within the corporates. Um, and you know that creative process or doing something creative, uh, creative uh, in um, in a workplace is very is weird because yeah. it's weird, it's strange. Why? Mainly because my sector was automotive and industrial, so uh. there was high pressure from. Um, Customers, you know, because if you don't deliver goods, then uh, their uh, production lines uh, stop, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, in a cascade effect of, uh, you know, problems for the end customers. And um, so, using the creative approach is very weird because we in the company there's not that evolution in terms of kind of training. Um, it's more a formal training. It's like yeah. there's someone that is talking and then you are a passive actor of the training, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Well, yeah, and very standardized because you got a, a product that you want to get produced and everything has to be exact and the same every day, all day. You know, it sounds like you were bored on that job. That's what it kind of <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> is that no, I was bored. I mean... Uh, I tried to do my best, you know, to enjoy uh, my position. So when I had the chance to do also this uh, creative workshop, then I said, okay, that's good because this means that they believe in me. They let me do it, something new. And uh, also because I was an internal resource, so they didn't, they didn't need to pay someone else from outside. So it was cheap. It was included in my salary, let's say. So... Um, but it was interesting because the managing director, you know, um, uh, saw the potential of this tool. And uh, so I involved 200 people. So 200 people uh, divided per groups. Um, and they needed to work on these company values. And uh, each group was divided uh, in five because five were the company values. And uh, during this workshop, uh, it was very interesting because, of course, uh, when you see, uh, when you start to do something new, people, even though they were my colleagues, they started to see a bit, you know, weirdly because why we need to do this? Oh, this is useless. This doesn't serve me, etc., etc. But... Um, with my enthusiasm and with my belief, <laughs> the the experience was the experience was very interesting. Also because um, usually at work you used to put together uh, people from the same position, so office people together, worker operators together, etc. But in my workshops, I put all the people together. So we had um, lines operators, testing engineers, sales managers um, in one group. So everything was mixed. This was also a, a strong message from the company to them because I was saying there's no difference between right. uh, worker operators and sales manager or a lead, uh, engineer leader, but we are all on the same level 
and we are people first of all yeah and that so, that makes perfect sense so okay yeah. so let's go back to you were at work and you were unfulfilled in the job and since you were unfulfilled in the job you you brought in a bunch of outside interest you said that yeah. you you found art therapy you went skydiving you did all kinds of things so what was the most interesting thing that you did outside outside yeah as you were exploring and finding yourself uh so the the most meaningful um uh, experience that i had was i started to love myself because uh, I, till the moment, also because of my um, personal, um, uh, I broke up with my ex-boyfriend and that was for me also uh, a life-changing. Um, so the year was very transformative for me. So from the work point of view but also personal point of view and then by exploring uh, those new activities i started to uh, nourish myself nourish my soul uh, discover more what were my interests uh, what i liked what i didn't like and so i started to love myself i started to uh, say to myself that I'm not alone because also my emotional wound was I'm alone, nobody wants me, etc. etc. But um, I learned through those years that uh, I'm not alone and I'm uh, resourceful. So I can find within myself everything that I want, everything that I need. And I don't need anyone else, any, uh, anyone else to give me yes. this. So I, I don't need to search outside, but I have everything within me to fulfill my life. And that was a life changing for me. Because once you discover this about yourself, everything changes. Because you're not anymore depending from someone else. So we used to say... When I will find my boyfriend, then I will be happy. When, for example, when I will find uh, the perfect job, then I will be happy. When I will do this, then I will be happy. So I was, uh, let's say, postponing my happiness and connecting this happiness to an event, to a person, to something that uh, was, let's say, controlling me. But actually, there was my limiting uh, thoughts and pattern. Absolutely. That used, I used to repeat over, over and over uh, the, the years. But in the moment when you feel alone, when you are going through uh, a transformation and uh, personal development uh, and enlightenment, then you understand a lot of things. You start to see the world in a different perspective. And you start to see yourself as a strong human being. You have the power within you. You don't need anything else. You can do everything. Yeah. But, but everything starts from you, you know. Uh, first of all, it starts from your decision to make the change. Because even if you go to a psychologist or therapist or someone else, if you don't decide that it's time to change, then there's not, uh, there won't be any change if you don't take the decision first. Yeah, and this is a- also what I say to my clients. Uh, you will change because of you, first of all. I will help you to change, but you need to give me your commitment to the change. So if we work together, you're working not because I will help you. You are working because of your change, your transformation. It, it sounds like initially you were looking for happiness from everyone else, you know, whether it was the job or the boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. I call that chasing a happy high. People are looking for that high that they get when there's a good event. And uh, instead of just being happy now in the moment, 
where you are, how you are, and who you are. So, so now, in order to find that happiness, I make I make a question. So, when do when we learn that we can, uh, you know, have everything we want within ourselves? Yeah. Who teach us this? No one. Yeah. Well, you know, I I think sometimes you either. So, and some people, it's sad. Some people go through their entire life and they don't learn it. I think you just kind of learn it. You stumble upon it, you know, or you go yeah. to therapy and you have a therapist tell you that you are good enough. And then you start to believe it eventually, hopefully or not. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's 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 sad how many people don't know that, how many people reach for stuff outside of themselves to try to be happy. Yeah, and uh, one more thing that I learned is that, okay, in the moment I learned that happiness happiness comes uh, within me, but then it doesn't mean that uh, I, my uh, personal growth stops there. You know, it's a working process because life's, uh, life will present you also other challenges, other situations, and then there again you're you're tested. So you you need to prove again to yourself what you have learned or or maybe in that situation, that new situation, that new experience, there's a new meaning for for you, new lesson, and you, you continue to grow. So it's a work in progress. So um life is a work in progress and um is also according to your soul you know we are here on this world and then it depends on why you need to learn on this uh world and during your uh, life experience and also um what your soul needs to learn here or what want you to uh, to learn you know yeah. so what it, it almost sounds like you know, went through if, you, this. if you if you are you know uh you say um used to universe and soul and energies or this kind of stuff yeah i think i think different people definitely bring different energies to different situations and you have to watch and be cognizant of the type of people you let in your life and the mm-hmm. things you let in your life too because uh, I can I can kind of relate to what you were saying about being in an environment. It almost sounds like your your work environment was kind of boring and everyone was just this is what it is and everything has to be standard. And when you introduce some creativity into your own life, you started to open up a little bit. But then also you started to learn how to love yourself and realize that, you know, the love comes from within, not from external things, not from a job or a family or a boyfriend, but it all comes from within. L- let me ask you a question. So, and, and you're probably going to think this is an odd question when I ask it initially, but before before you came to this, this self-actualization, were you ever the type of person that could just go out by yourself, like to a restaurant or to a movie or on a vacation? Yes, yes. You were? Okay. Uh, I, I, I've been always um, a lot of, um, I've been always independent and uh, I didn't need someone else to do things. Uh, so I, work, I wasn't weak on that, you know, side. But inside me, I needed something, you know, from outside. So I was always independent. So how did you, how did you discover what you needed? When I started to um, when I started to do things um, really by myself, um, for example, I bought uh, my house, and also I decided the furniture by myself without any mediation, you know, with someone else. Um, I started to discover my my tastes, so what, what I liked. And uh, yeah, when I started to do things really alone, you know. Yeah, how did that make you feel? Um, powerful, 
independent, really independent, uh, free. Um, yeah, I was really, I was really authentic. Ah, okay. I was authentically me, yeah. So for, for somebody else who is kind of lost and in that beginning stages of finding themselves, what, what advice would you give to them? To trust uh, their instincts, first of all, and to, to, to start to tap uh, within themselves. To, to, to do some uh, self-exploration. For example, I suggest also uh, journaling. It depends on which level of self-development this person is. Sure. You know? yeah. Because the common things are um, meditation, self-exploration, journaling, uh, and of course, uh, find someone that can help this person, you know, to, to do this, this job, to be facilitated to this process. Um, because you can start to do things by yourself, but uh, you need also the help of someone else that can guide you and then also that pass through the same things so that you can learn faster, that you can um, enrich more your experience. You mean you need someone like an art therapist to help guide you through the process? Yes, of course. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not just an art therapist. I almost I also a coach and with my clients, uh with uh, my one-to-one programs, I combine coaching and art therapy as well. Yeah, well so, and you also do uh neuro-linguistic programming too, right? Yes, NPL, yes. Yeah, yeah. So now tell the people what that is and, and why they should know what that is and explore it. NPL, you mean? Yes. So uh, through NPL, uh, Neuro uh, Programming Language, Linguistic, yeah, you um, you start to, uh, through the self-exploration, uh, you start to uh, find the meaning inside you. And also you start to um, identify those limiting uh, patterns that you always apply and dysfunctional behaviors. So through the help of a coach, you can uh, start to understand why these are, these are dysfunctional behaviors, why these are uh, limiting patterns. And after you do this, let's say assessment or analysis, then you can start also to find what is more functional for you, for your personal growth, to discover also your uh, full potential, to unlock uh, some situations um, and to understand why you are blocked in those situations. And uh, so uh, through the help of a coach, you can also uh, see a situation from these different perspectives. Uh, because when you are blocked, when you have this look about focusing your attention to the problems, uh, with the help of a coach, you can start to also focus your attention on which are the solutions to these problems. And when you focus your attention to solution, then you start also to see the way out. And also you start to experience new behaviors. And while experiencing new behaviors that are more functional to you, then you start to also experience your, your new version of yourself. And then you start to feel better. Then you start to have more energy. Then you start to have uh, more control of your emotions that are not more, they're not anymore in a reactive mode, but actually you create space from your thinking and, the re and then the action. Uh, that you will um, adapt to the situation instead of the reaction, the reaction to that situation. Right. Well, and I think that's important because for most of us, the biggest key to either success or failure really is our own brains and the things that we tell ourselves. You know, if you tell yourself you can't do it, you really aren't going to be able to do it. But if you tell yourself you can, you try to figure out a way. And a lot of times we just need a little bit of help yeah. to get that confidence and then to start going down the right road. Yeah. For example, before starting this live, I was telling you that I was, let's say, scared of doing every day a video, a live video. Yeah. But 
uh, when you are trained, you know, to step out of your comfort zone, then you know that it's just your mind that is telling you that you won't be able to do something. And for this reason, for example, in my case, I started to do these uh, videos every day to show up and also to prove to myself that I can do it. So it's sort of a challenge to watch yourself, to prove to yourself and to your control active mind that you can do things because it's the mind that is controlling us when we are not focused, when we are not grounded, when we are not centered. When you shift this perception, then you start to understand that it's you, yourself, your true self that is guiding you through the events and not that is your controllative mind that is manipulating you. Yeah, so let's let's go back to this video thing. Um, when did you start doing the videos? Um, so I started to do the videos uh, in uh, February. Um, the occasion was the launch of my signature service. And um, and then I stopped, and then I wanted to restart uh, because I wanted to connect again to my audience, and I wanted to share more of my experience because um, more people can relate to me then, can understand also my story, can we can create also a more uh, empathetic relation, relationship. Okay. And also yeah. give, you know, more... A deepness to what I do that is not just about um, selling services. It's about giving to people and to organizations something valuable, something that will change their lives. It also will change the culture and the way they uh, interact to people uh, in order to be happy at work and be happy in uh, in their lives. Because my motto is and my mission and my dream is I want to make people happy at work, you know, because of my experience, because I know why, how it feels uh, to be unsatisfied um, at work. And I know that a lot can be done within workplaces because people, people are not happy at work. This is the truth. It's very rare to find companies uh, where employees you know, uh, can uh, promote their company. They say, you know, in my company, I'm so happy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's very, it's very weird. Usually, you listen story. My boss did this. My boss uh, said that to me. I feel frustrated. I don't feel recognized, or I feel limited, or I I don't have uh, time to do my. Um, my activities or I don't have time for my private life, for example. Yeah. Well, and so, I think your story is uh, important because you were an employee working in human resources. And so you got yeah. to see multiple levels of people being unhappy at work, including yourself. And then you actually did the work to make yourself happy. And yeah. after you did that, you said, okay, now that I know a key to being happy at work, let me start to now teach others how to be happy at work. So you've done the work that you're now teaching others. And I think that's important when you look for someone to try and learn a lesson from. If they've done it, then that kind of, that legitimizes what they're doing. Yes, you said perfectly. Thank you, Robert. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah, you know, that's, true. that's true, that's true. Yeah. Usually, well, I think that when you start your business, is because you are inspired, first of all, by your story. And that, that is the drive. That is, you know, the belief that can bring you to places, to people. Uh, and people also can recognize their story in yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. So now let, let's go there because you were working for this company and now you just said, hey, you know what? <laughs> I've got to go do my own thing. I I'm leaving you guys. So how did that happen? So first of all, it wasn't from one day to another because uh, when you are employed for a long time, so since you start to work, 
then it's very difficult to break the link because when you are employed, you know that at the end of the month, you will have your salary, your money. No matter if you are tired or if you don't work or if you are sick or whatever. And even if you don't do a good job. Eh? Sorry? I said, and even if you don't do a good job that month. Yes, exactly. You will get money. You will get money at the end of the month, you know. So I was full of fear. I was full of self-doubts. Like, um, will I be able to gain money to survive? Will I be able to find clients? Will I be able to convince people to buy my services? So I was full of doubts. And uh, that jump is very scary. So it took me a lot, uh, uh, a lot of time to decide to leave my, my company. Uh, and actually, at that time, I didn't know what it meant to be a self-entrepreneur. Uh, because when you are at work, you have the IT guy, the marketing guy, the you know, you have a system around you that can support you to do your things. You you take the phone and then you call, can you do this? Because you're colleagues and then you, you help each other, and that is their function, you know, to collaborate, etc. But when you leave the company and then you are self-interpreter you need to wear different different roles. And also you need to change your mindset because you're not anymore an employee, but you are an entrepreneur. So you need to learn marketing, you need to learn IT, you need to learn how to promote yourself, you need to know how to sell, you need to know a lot of things. So if, for example, in a company, a problem, used to take like 10 minutes. When you're a self-interpreter, maybe a problem can take one day, two days, <laughs> one <Yes>. week. <laughs> but you know, and there is one good thing about it though. You are now directly responsible for your own happiness at work. So if you're unhappy working for yourself, <laughs> it's probably your fault, right? You can't blame anybody else now. Yes, yes, that's true, that's true. <laughs> so, um, so there is so that was for me a huge jump and but remembering how i felt when i used to skype uh dive uh every every jump that i did the sky was was amazing because the moment before the jump you feel full of fears you ask and the adrenaline, the adrenaline that you feel is my God, you know. But when you jump, you <laughs> you have an amazing experience. The world is in your hand because you open the arm and then you have the world underneath you, and you have the beauty underneath you. You have the wind, you know. You you have uh, an amazing experience. So. By this metaphor, uh, I want I want to say that when I did the jump, I felt free. I felt completely free to to be myself. I felt free to to explore everything that I could do. Uh, I felt uh, not anymore limited by someone else, but the only limitation was myself uh, actually. So everything was on me. And um, then I started to build my business. I started to know new people. And also in this year, I started to also um, amplify my network and then the new people, new, ex new experts, new... I did training, of course, to, to build my uh, brand identity and etc. So... Uh, it's, I mean, since I started, even though in some moments it was tough, I, I can say that I, I grew a lot in this, uh, in this year. And now let, let's kind of go back to where we kind of started a little bit. So now because of this experience that you've had of, of growth and self-actualization, now you help companies take their corporate values and, and and for lack of a better term 
kind of breathe life into them. So you help people explore their artistic side, their creative side, and and breathe life into a corporation's um, values for the corporation. Yeah. Now, what's what's the what's the big signature program that you offer for organizations to do that? Hmm. So I. I'm using the uh, I'm using art uh, therapy and coaching techniques to uh, powerfully engage uh, employees, and so to help HR leaders to engage powerfully their employees, so that uh, they create they can create a culture of trust and meaningful relationship, so they can be more happy. Uh, they can be uh, more productive and effective uh, at work and improve also uh, performances. Engagement uh, is, let's say, a trendy word, but it means to be motivated. It means to be happy at work. It means also to be engaged to the organization because uh, most of the time people don't trust the leadership, don't trust the organization. They don't feel connected to the mission. But when you when you start to invest in people, in people's well-being and people's uh, happiness, then you create that connection. You create uh, uh, that meaningful relationship that can, uh, you know, create a better culture, also improve the behaviors and the attitudes when you, for example, as a manager, you talk to your team. So the team is there for you, but it's not just there for you to do things. It's there for you to express, first of all, their potential, and then to help uh, the company to achieve success. So if there's this uh, supportive uh, culture uh, and understanding, then people can uh, can give more to the company. In fact, there are a lot of researches by Gallup, for example, that uh, prove that when people are engaged, they can increase the productivity of 70%. Yep. And this, this is just one value. You, know? you can find a lot of researches about engagement. Also, the happiness, for example. If people are happy at work, they can improve uh their they can improve the their the productivity the results the performances so these are all data available for managers so sometimes I don't understand why uh, leaders and CEOs uh, they are fixated to just to you know achieve some numbers forgetting about the people so there is a quote that says your first customer um, are the employees as as an organization as a manager? No, this is to say that if you focus your attention on your people, then you will have success. You will achieve performances, and then you will be a better environment. Yeah, and, and that's what, I'm I'm glad you brought up the numbers because the numbers don't lie. There there is a lot of research from Gallup that talks about employee engagement and yes, employees who are engaged are uh uh markedly more productive in the workplace. Happy employees are more productive in the workplace. And then there are stats on happiness too that say that most of the time all employees want is just a simple thank you for a job well done. And you know, when you read those statistics, you're just like, "Wow." How could you be so disconnected? So, so after yeah. coming to you, we would learn how to cooperate and, and operate better as a team in our environment and how to appreciate each other's uh, gifts and talents? Yes. So the effect of my intervention is to, first of all, um, understand uh, what's the individual purpose within the company. So if I understand my contribution to the company's success, if I understand yeah. what I do and why I do this and how this can help you, then I can uh, work better because the communication is clear, my purpose is clear, 
and also it's very well connected to the final goal. And after that, then there is also the uh, interaction with the other colleagues. Because when I start to know more my colleague, when I start to understand um, uh, his or her values, uh, his or her experience, his or her emotions, then we can create a connection, we can work better together, we can spend more time together to solve things. We can be also more uh, active on uh, problem solvings and then create more solution to problems because one of the uh, aspects that the organization wants is to solve problems and to have people that are willing to solve problems because maybe sometimes it's just a call that can solve the problem. You don't need, uh, you need more sometimes. So when you create this trust, when you create this um, uh, environment, uh, people can be more authentic, they can be more connected to themselves, they, they, they can work better together. And uh, even if you have a conflict within workplaces, you have the tools and the resources to solve it yeah. because there's something um, in the background, there's an experience that you shared, there's, some, there's, a, there's a common understanding that you share with your teams. Yeah, I really like that because I think it's important to have a shared sense of purpose. If you have a shared sense of purpose, you're all working towards the same goal. And even if you disagree on something small, as long as you're headed in the same direction for the big goal, you can all get there. I, I really like that approach. Uh, yeah, I think because I need to try art therapy. You, because I remember you, you wrote a comment. What about uh, having a conflict? Is, is it a problem to have a conflict at work? No, it's not a problem. No. Is The problem is that when you you're not uh, willing to solve their problem or their conflict you know but if there's this will to solve uh, problems and conflicts then you can you can go move on yeah so this has been great i've learned a lot about art therapy and i've learned that it all starts from within you have to improve yourself first yes. and then you yeah. can improve the world i like that so now yeah, organizations are made by people yeah, absolutely. 100%. If the people are gone, then you have no business. That is until the robots take over, right? They... Yeah, but even if we cre we have uh, companies with uh, robots, then you need anyway um, some people there to manage those uh, robots. So Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> will still need some people to manage the robots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Until the robots decide that they just want to... <laughs> take us all out they you know it's, it, that's always the theme of a movie right uh robots look like humans and they start to act like humans and they destroy all humans i don't think that'll ever happen but that's always yeah, the also those movie the hand is always the same that the robots uh you know are always the bad guys they say so they're not uh, positive they at the end uh arm uh, the people. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking a good rain will come down and just kind of rust them all out. And we're, I'm sorry, that, that was a bad joke. But uh, <laughs> that, that was a really bad joke. All right. So, so yeah. So, thank you for sharing this with everyone. So, let me ask. Um, if we want to connect with you, where can we find you? So, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Milena Iacovelli and also you can find on, on my website where there are all the details to reach me and um, yeah there also you can see what I offer my services and uh, I'm also on Instagram uh, with my name no with names or nicknames so this is my name and uh, also on Facebook all right. And we're going to actually have links to everything. So you guys will be able to contact Melina if you really, really want to do some art therapy. I suggest you do. So what is what is one last thing that you would want to leave everyone with? So. Um, 
yeah. Uh, so my my suggestion is to 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 live this life. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, with the full meaning. So to not forget about every single moment in your life. To to not wait for something to happen to be happy or to search your happiness. So act now for your happiness. Choose yourself now. If you feel that you need help, don't, don't postpone things. So uh, be joyful now if you can. And if you cannot, start to search for those answers where you can find it. Awesome. I want to thank you for joining me. Um, yeah, just thank you for joining me. Thank you, Robert, for Robert, for uh, this time and your time. Uh, it was a pleasure to share my experience with you. I hope that uh, also the audience, um, I mean, uh, is satisfied about this. And um, yeah, talk to you soon then. You know, better yet, head on over to the iTunes store and leave us a five-star review. It only takes a few seconds. I can do it with my eyes closed and both hands tied behind my back. So what are you waiting for? If you want to talk to us, leave us a voice message. You might be featured on the show. Check the link in the show notes. Want to carry us wherever you go? Check out the merch on our website. Get your I quit, old quit, or just plain quit stuff there. If you really, really like us, you can become a monthly contributor for less than a cup of coffee. Link is in the show notes. And last but not least, Quit those limiting beliefs that are holding you back. And we're out. <laughs>